0: Here we go with another episode of the ISO on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Today being a Wednesday, that is September 14th, 2022. That means it's a Mailbag Wednesday episode where listeners or viewers such as yourself send on a question and ask my thoughts on it. It may be Gonzaga basketball related. It may be... General basketball related, maybe something else. I do my best to answer it. Um, if you have a question, send it to my w- send it my way. Dickow at scorebooklive.com on email. Uh, any of my social media channels at Dickow 21 on Instagram at Dan Dickow21 on Twitter. Uh, I do not have TikTok, I do not have Facebook, but you can send it to those Gonzaga Nation SI, TikTok, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, the handle is at Gonzaga Nation SI. Send it there. It will get to me. So we'll get right into the questions. Typically answer three, sometimes four questions each Wednesday. As we get closer to the Gonzaga basketball season, uh, we will start uh, picking a question of the day. And that question of the day, we'll get a gift certificate to a local Spokane area restaurant or venue last year it was northern quest and their epic sports bar looks like they will be back as a sponsor this year so excited to have them uh be a part of the iso and gonzaga nation si this upcoming year but we'll get right into it pete from boise asks i saw your post that you were at a boise state workout last weekend what are your thoughts on that team Well, Pete, appreciate the question. Um, Yeah, I had had a chance. I got down to Boise last weekend. Long drive down, long drive back. But uh, we went down there for the fact that uh, just kind of uh, it's the last chance for our family to get away um, before the season, uh, both high school and college season, really kicks into full gear. It was a last chance to kind of get away as a family. We did uh, did some fun things. We, we saw the city, toured the campus. Uh, a couple of my kids went to a concert while they were down there. Um, but watching the team, uh, I was impressed. I think Boise State is primed and ready for a big-time year. I know they made the NCAA tournament last year. They were Mountain West champs, um, and they – had a tough draw in the first round against Memphis, um, which, you know, they were in that eight, nine game. I don't think either Memphis or Boise state should have been in that eight, nine game, but it is what it is. Unfortunately, if you're a Bronco fan, they weren't able to win the first round. But um, when you look at this year's team, I really like a lot of the pieces. Uh, Marcus Shaver is back as a player of the year type candidate. I think uh, when I saw him, Uh, and had a chance to talk to him uh, during the workout. Um, You know, I I think he's primed and ready for a big year. He's a two guard that is tasked with playing point guard at times. Um, And I think if he can clean up some of his point guard reads – he's ready to, to have a monster year. He's creative with the ball. He's shifty. He's dynamic, Changes speeds, Changes directions. He's a shot maker at, at all three levels. Um, but it's always hard to balance that point guard to guard. Um, and so if he can get that kind of squared away, I think uh, he's going to have a terrific year. When you look at the rest of their roster, Tyson Degenhart from Spokane, um, you know, freshman of the year in the conference last year, I think he's made another jump both physically as well as skill wise. Um, he was a perfect blend player a season ago. He made things easier on Kijab, made things easier on ACOT, Uh, And I think there's going to be a great connection with he and Shaver this year. He's really got the opportunity to kind of be in that trail position uh, in secondary break, where he's a good shooter, you catch and shoot, and then he's a good decision maker. He can flow into dribble handoffs. He can quick advance it into pick and rolls, um, and and so those are a couple different areas that he can score. Um, you know, I think they will give him some opportunities on the low block um, this season um, to be able to post up in advantageous situations. Uh, I think he's gotten better where at the elbow, he can play kind of isolation game. Um, so I think, you know, based off of last season and the impact he had based on the growth that he had in this offseason, he's got a chance to be uh, kind of an all league player type player. Yeah, a lot of that obviously depends on if the team has success. Um, but the, based on the, the the makeup of the team, I think they've got a chance to be really good again. Uh, their newcomers, uh, I think have a really good opportunity. The Texas tech transfer, uh, name is drawing a blank right now for me. I didn't have this in my notes. Um, he's got a chance to be a really good three, um, physical, strong can defend. Uh, he showed the ability. I thought that, that he could, possibly be a shot maker from the perimeter behind the three-point line um it didn't didn't have the look of a knockdown three-point shooter but somebody that you're going to respect from there um you look at the freshman um he played at arizona compass prep a season ago from angola um musad drawing a blank on the last name again i didn't have this in my notes sorry but uh he's got a chance six nine six ten long good good looking Release on his jump shot. Uh, He's going to be a good player. Lucas Miller, I think, uh, on the interior is different than Mladen Armouche from a season ago. Uh, Armouche was one of the best defensive bigs across the country in guarding pick and rolls. And then he was really good on the glass as well as season ago, in particular on the offensive glass. Wasn't a great finisher, but teams had to be aware of him on the glass. So it it took a focus away, created opportunities for other guys, maybe on dribble drive uh, attacks where Guy Garden armouche wasn't going to fully rotate and commit because they didn't want to expose the glass on the backside to Armouche. Um, but when you looked at when I saw Boise State's workout, they have length across the board. They've got skill at all five positions. They have depth. Max Rice is a shooter off the bench. Uh, Pavel Uh, as a backup point guard I think has has a ton of potential Najee Smith kind of that blend guy who can do a lot of different things they've got a transfer from Detroit Mercy on the interior that I think is going to battle Milner uh, for a a starting position Uh, very physical attacks as a shot blocker attacks the offensive glass Um, is good in pick and roll dive situations so, overall, I, I think Boise State is primed for another good year. Well, if you look at the if you look at the mountain West, to me, it's three teams this year. It's Boise State, San Diego State, and Wyoming. Uh, I know Colorado State was really good a season ago, but they lost David Roddy. Um, so those three would be my teams in the in the mountain West. So Pete, appreciate the question. Jeff from San Francisco asks, What do you think the Warriors' chances are of repeating in the NBA? Well, you have Steph Curry. It's pretty good. You have Draymond Green. It's pretty good. You have Klay Thompson, healthy. It's pretty good. So, uh, you know, I really like this, the the Warriors' chances of repeating this year. Now, I'm not a gambling guy. With my role as an analyst, I can't go to um, Las Vegas and place a bet on teams because I have the opportunity to have some insight and information, but overall, this warrior team, they they've been built as a dynasty. Um, you know, they've had some ups and downs, but those were based off of injuries. Um, and when you look at how good they've been over the last eight, nine years or so uh, it's unbelievable. And anytime you have a team that has the cornerstone stone pieces of Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, guys that are unbelievably skilled, that are unbelievably competitive, that absolutely understand their role and how they impact games, you're going to have a chance to win. So um, I like the Warriors' chances of repeating. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they do. Um, I I think there are teams that uh, have tried to keep up, but when you don't have Curry, and Draymond Green in particular, not not a slight to Clay Thompson. Um, you know, you are playing catch up. <laughs> and that's for sure. Um, but I think with a lot of the movement in the offseason in the NBA, and most recently the Donovan Mitchell trade to the Cavs, I think the the East has gotten deeper maybe than the West has. Um, uh, but that's not taking any anything away from what I think about. I, I think the the Warriors are again the team to beat in the NBA. Uh, Last question comes from Derek in Spokane. He asks, I saw that you were traded a number of times in your career. Did you ever demand a trade? Uh, Never demanded a trade. Um, I didn't, I, I can't necessarily say that I asked for a trade out of New York, but I was hoping for a trade out of New York. Um, You know, obviously early in your career, you're trying to find a footing. You're trying to find a way to to kind of build a foundation of your career so you can have some longevity. Uh, And so there were frustrations earlier in in my career when I wasn't necessarily playing a lot of minutes, but never asking for a trade. Uh, Signed as a free agent with Boston. um, Got hurt early in that uh, tenure and was traded and then was traded again, uh, from Portland to New York and New York didn't fit me at all at the time. When you looked at the roster makeup that they had, when you looked at the, how they wanted to play, when you looked at the fact that I was lumped into that trade because of my salary, um, to make the trade work, uh, uh, e- I can't say I demanded a trade, but I was hoping for a trade to get out of there to a better situation. And that better situation happened to be the Los Angeles Clippers uh, and my agent with Priority Sports, Mark Bartlestein, and the Clippers were able able to facilitate a trade um, with the Knicks uh, that took quite a long time. Again, I didn't demand a trade, but we're hoping for a better opportunity for me as an established player at the, in the league at that time. And, and it took a while to get done because uh, there were the the timing of at being after summer league uh, leading into training camp, the, the slow days of August in uh, early September um, in the NBA kind of held that up, but ended up getting traded uh, from New York. the clippers showed up late to training camp and then had a nice year uh as my last year in the nba with the clippers but no uh appreciate the question derek i never did demand a trade i had hoped for different trades at different points in my career to open up opportunities some of them happened some of them didn't happen never demanded it Um, but the closest that i could say to demanding a trade but i was never in a position like a star in the league where you can essentially say, trade me or I'm sitting out. Uh, The closest would have been hoping for a trade was from New York and the Knicks to the Clippers, and it worked out well. So uh, Pete, Jeff, and Derek, appreciate the question. Uh, As always, anybody else curious about my thoughts on Gonzaga basketball or something else that I see in the world of sports or basketball or my particular career, send it my way. Gonzaga Nation SI, we are picking up the coverage uh, with the Gonzaga season right around the corner. It's hard to believe we're already in the middle of September. October 8th is craziness in the kennel. And shortly thereafter, Gonzaga is going to have exhibition games and then the regular season. So our coverage will be picking up on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Thanks for checking us out. Take care. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and review wherever you get your podcasts or wherever you have seen this video. Take care. Have a great day.